Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we are going to be talking about how to trust people when they are imperfect. And we've got Lindsay with us from Scotland, back with us and to help us talk about this. And uh, it's great to have you with us, Lindsay. In person. In person. I know, that is a little bit. It's very exciting, isn't it? We're having to behave ourselves. (laughs) Not very well. (laughs) Which is a bit trying. But uh, Lindsay, what have you been up to? What's been going on lately? Um, Well, we've just been getting used to having people back at Blairmore, which is great. Having guests back and fulfilling the vision properly. And so standing up and teaching for the first time with people, I was like, oh, they talk back to you. You don't just click a button and they disappear. But it's been brilliant. So we've done Impact, which was 20 days. And um, and then the kids went on school holidays. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. I thought I just got them back to school and they're back again. <laughs> and they have seven weeks this year. So, oh. And do you have been a little new hobby that you were showing me just before we started? <laughs> I have retaken up some jewellery making. So I started years ago before the kids were born. And then, of course, having toddlers around the house did not work with beads so yeah i've been starting to make jewelry again mm. which is lovely and she's pretty good at it i have to say mm. make me one next yes anyway what we're we talking about today <laughs> we are talking about how to trust people when they are annoyingly imperfect i mean if everyone could be perfect if everyone was like me well no. <laughs> should i wonder why i was invited <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you are going to be the mediator in this oh not the annoyingly imperfect person <laughs> no. so the truth is we need trust for relationships to work, but I guess we want to find out what does that really mean? What does that look like in a relationship to trust? Well, I think there's different levels, isn't there? I mean, that that kind of almost goes without saying, but it's worth just kind of thinking about that you trust a bus driver when you get on a bus. That's a level of relationship. Mm. Right. Um, when I go scuba diving, I trust the person I'm diving with, like with my life, you know, so that's a, another level of trust. But even though I trust them with my life, physically in that context, I wouldn't then necessarily come out the water and start sharing all my past traumas and my heart and all the things that have happened in my life. You know, that's another level of trust. It's another context, I guess, and another context of relationship. Yeah. So it's understanding that we can have relationship with everybody, but we have, in a sense, we have different relationships dependent on, well, depending on all kinds of things, who they are, who they are in position in our life, um, who they are as we've got to know them, what their their behaviour's like. Yeah, so maybe levels isn't quite the right word, but shapes, mm-hmm. like different shapes of relationships, because yeah. that gives it a little bit more fluidity rather yeah. than trying to aspire to this level Otherwise of relationship. You rank, rank yes. everybody in your life. <laughs> I have a rank of friendships. Or, yeah. or even thinking that everybody you have to be at that full 100% trust level with. Mm. I mean, I think some of it is coming to a place of peace of, well, with this person, I've got this kind of relationship and that's okay. And with this person, it's a different level and that's okay. So it's coming to peace with that as well, isn't it? Not having this sort of wrong expectation unless I'm able to share absolutely everything about my life, that somehow that's not real relationship. I think it comes down to being who we can be vulnerable. Like In a relationship, you've got to be vulnerable, haven't you? In any relationship, there's trust and vulnerability go hand in hand, don't they? Mm. Yeah, you can't you can't trust someone if you're not going to be vulnerable. You can only trust as far as you're willing to be vulnerable, can't you? Yeah. So there are times when you need to be more vulnerable to to have that 
way of talking about the pain, the hurts and, and the things of life and having those venting times, mm. you know, and you really do open your heart, don't you? And it makes you wobbly. And I mean, I know, you know, with you, Kath, we, we have a really good relationship. And so there are times when I will call you and we I kind of vent and it all, all right. comes out. Call you. A, vent. Call, you. Call me and vent. <laughs> but it never comes out in like a nice coherent. And and then I was thinking this, it's just this like, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, you know. But actually at the end of it, even though I know I trust you, I still feel really wobbly inside. Mm. Because mm. I'm like, oh no, what's she going to do now? Because she's seen yeah. like the worst right. of, of what I'm thinking and feeling. Yeah. Um, but that then when you respond as you do, because you're lovely and nice, but actually you respond with truth. And there are times you say, well, maybe you need to look at this and that. But actually that builds up a, yeah. a, a level of trust. So I wonder if trust goes hands in hands with feeling safe. Do you think there's a, an element of... It's definitely a fruit of it, isn't it? I, I've, I really think that's true. If you really trust somebody, then there is that level of, of safety, peace. I feel like I can share something with you. It's not going to get twisted some way. You're not going to use it against me or betray me in some way or let me down. There's a, it, it feels good, you know. Like, yeah. So, so even though I feel a little bit wobbly, I feel yeah. safe in that vulnerability because you are a trustworthy person. But... I could be, I, I'm not perfect, am I? Or when I share with you and I feel exactly the same, you're not perfect. So that is the that is the dynamic that I guess is well, what we're talking that's about. That's why it feels vulnerable, isn't it? Because yeah. you, can, you can't guarantee no. how somebody is going to react. So it's it's safe, but it's there's a, there is that fluidity to it in the sense of, but there's not a hundred percent ever guarantee. So that's, I guess that's what holds people holds us holds people back from it's the fear of isn't it or yeah the expectation that maybe something won't won't be you know what i entrust won't be handled rightly or a misunderstanding will take place or mm. yeah or the relationship will break down because we value relationships and we yeah. need them so we don't we, we we were a little bit reluctant to share because you don't want that relationship to break down because when you share from the vulnerable place you're really sharing it's not even just all the nice stuff, is it? You're actually mm. sharing messy stuff. So I think it's that I want the relationship so I won't share. But actually, for the better relationship, there is that vulnerability. Yeah. Like, isn't that what the enemy does, though? Doesn't he mm. kind of weave these lies into us? As we have, you know, experienced, we've all experienced broken trust to one level or another. But he, he, he weaves that lie in of, well, if you don't trust, you'll be safe. Yeah, but actually, safety in that vulnerability is a much better price because yeah. that's you get you get the beauty of that relationship, yeah. and you're not isolating yourself, then are you? Yeah. I wonder if it's something as well to do with, you know, for me to have an authentic relationship with somebody where they truly know me. I mean, that's where I know that it's a real relationship, isn't it? Is that I feel like I'm known, and the only way to be known is to express and share who I am and what I'm feeling and what I've been through in different levels, obviously not with everybody, but that's what gives you that sense of it being authentic. Yeah. But that, that, that in itself attracts trustworthiness. If, if you, right. you can, you perceive, don't you, you, you can be quite intuitive about whether or not someone's being authentic or not. Mm. So when, you know, when some politicians stand up, you, you, you immediately, you think, Hmm, yeah. you know, like <laughs> they say this, 
but but you you wouldn't necessarily completely trust them right you know so but even in in personalities there are some people you just think hmm and i think that's that's a gift from god isn't it mm. that we can keep ourselves safe right by by not wading on in mm. um but i think it does develop and grow i don't think very very yeah. rarely in my life have i thought i can just trust this person with all my yeah. you know and even trusting in in this context of ministry that we do at LL, you know, people trust us with so much of their hurt and their pain and their past. But in a way, it's easier because they're never going to see us again. Right. You know, like yeah. they can walk away from us. Yeah. But when you're living with people, yeah, or in local seeing, church, even yeah, sharing it in church, yeah, mm. yeah, that's different, isn't it? Yeah. Because I was thinking about this, like, who do I trust? What do I trust? Yeah, you can get a little bit caught up in not sort of anal- trying to analyze yourself. But I was thinking, actually, that you only notice, you don't notice that you're trusting so much as you notice when you aren't trusting, which is kind of shows that there's been some sort of breakdown of trust. Mm. Um, So I guess as a child, we just, if we're brought up in a, a safe environment, we trust even just a baby. But actually without any, yeah, yeah, without any sort of, conscious effort to do so we mm. just automatically do it yeah yeah because that, you know, that's why you get told you know don't trust all the strangers that you meet because inherently you just do yeah you know that's just who you are and and then, do you remember i mean i can remember our kids and i can remember even that feeling of being very young and going to school and everybody's my friend you know <laughs> everybody loves why me why wouldn't they love me why wouldn't yeah. they love me <laughs> and then you have that mean kid that i yeah. don't know Stands on your foot or doesn't like you. It's like, why? Pulls your pigtails. You've got no concept of, you've got no yeah. concept of it. So it's the breakdown of trust in life that, that creates that. I mean, it's a terrible feeling to have that sort of betrayal or to feel unsafe in relationship. Yeah. But that then creates that sense of caution. Expectation, maybe. Yeah. And fear. I don't want, I don't want that to happen again. That didn't feel good. So now we start to build a bit of a wall up, right? So that's that's where the problem starts. So I guess what we're trying to look at today is how can we get to a healthier, how, to, how can we get to healthier relationships and healthier trust, regardless really of where we've come from and what experience we've, we've had, how can we start moving forward in that? I think we need to, first of all, also question where we've broken trust because mm. none of us are perfect, are right, we? You know? And we probably yeah. don't even realise we're doing it. I think you know, betrayal, of course, is the ultimate trust and that absolutely shatters trust and shatters relationships. And it, it's very hard to come back from that, if at all, if we're honest. Like yeah. Some relationships just cannot come back from that. But it's the little things, isn't it, that really kind of eat away at trust? Yeah. You know, so the, the, a friendship maybe that's more of a one-way street where you're trying to be vulnerable, trying to be open, but you kind of face with this brick wall or this arm length, kind of, I hold you this far and no further. Yeah. And, and that limits the trust in that relationship because you're only going to go as far as they're willing mm-hmm. to go. You know, it's yeah. that kind of has to be that two-way street. Yeah. But we can be the person holding the arm out exactly, and saying, yeah. don't come any further. Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking as well about how sometimes we, we might share something that's, you know, quite important to us. And I don't know, uh, there, there are many people like it, aren't there? You share something and, and the response is always, this is what you need to do to sort that out. You know, here's, <laughs> yeah, the fix it. <laughs> here's the answer to your problems and 
And sometimes you sometimes that's helpful and you need that. And other times you just feel like, mm, I don't really want to hear that right now. I just need to be heard. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think sometimes the response of the other person can cause us to either withdraw or or carry on, you know. Yeah. Why, why would that be though? Why? I suppose, because I, I think I'm a total fixer. I always yeah. want to fix everything, don't I? Like, I agree a bit too quickly though. <laughs> I'll make it better. I'll make it. But I guess on the receiving end, you feel like you're, you, you've lost feeling like you're a person that's just allowed to feel or express. You, you're left as a problem that needs solving, whereas exactly, yeah. we're not problems that need solving. We're people that just need to be heard or listened to. And I guess that's why it speaks trust to us. Yeah, but I think it, it's when it happens regularly. I think yeah. every now and again, yeah. you know, the person maybe misread the situation and that's kind of okay. But when it's all the time, yeah. you know, whenever you open your heart, you get that, well, you need to fix it this way. Because again, yeah. immediately it puts the problem back onto you. You've yeah. got to fix this situation. But it's not about fixing situations, is it? Yeah. It's about how do I make sure that when, when, when I feel trust is broken, that I don't fall into a response that pulls me away from God and pulls me away from other people. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do I change my response to when trust is broken? And how do I become someone who can relate better and be more empathetic or trustworthy in how I speak to other people? Yeah, it's valuing, isn't it? I guess it's that, like really valuing those moments that we have with each other of and and treasuring trust when somebody trusts us enough, like when you know when I have a, when anyone shares something, it's that feeling like wow they've they've shared themselves with me, and and now I've got a responsibility with that. And I know we can always be caught looking at how other people aren't trustworthy with us, but I do think that we can turn it as a motivation on ourselves. Yeah. I want to be a trustworthy person. I want to be somebody who shows that trustworthiness of God, really, um, to other people. Yeah. I wonder as well, it's one of the things that's quite hard, isn't it, on the receiving end, which I'll flip it around in a minute, but on the receiving end, it's quite hard if you share something, but you always feel like, and I think you're right, Lindsay, this idea of it, that every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, you are going to be misunderstood. And so you might have an opportunity to say, oh, no, I didn't mean it. That What I meant was, but if you constantly feel like this person doesn't know what, they're not they're not hearing me you know they're hearing what they hear but it's not reflective of what I'm saying that is a that's one of the big things that would stop you probably from well I'll stop sharing with you then yeah I mean this is the default position we go into isn't it with relationships when they get difficult is rather than try to how can we resolve this or how can how can I pray into the default position we get into is well I'll just separate it's just the easy there's an easy out but that's the enemy's way, isn't it? Because the, now yeah. he's caused that separation and he's got that lie in you that this person or this type of person right. isn't trustworthy. So it might be... So withdraw. Yeah, so you just withdraw and you starve yourself, don't you, of those relationships. So it might be men, it might be bus drivers or whatever. But, you know, it's like he, 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 that's where the enemy is, isn't it? In division, in separation, in isolation. Yeah. And, of course, the whole Bible is, is about coming together, unity, I think I, I I get inspired when I look at Bible stories of people who really suffered betrayals and and tr- and real breakdowns of trust, but how they handled that 
So like the story of of David and Saul, I love because it's such a dynamic story, isn't it? Yeah. You know, David's done nothing wrong and Saul's like trying to kill him and chase him and, you know, and he still honors him Mm. and there's been utter betrayal, but he still honors him and he still says, no, he's the king. He's the one who's anointed. You know, and you're like, that takes some just, serious character. Right? I know it does, doesn't it? I mean, we can't match that, can we? But he also just turns to God, and you read the psalm time after time after time yeah. in the psalms of him, like, this is happening to me, that's happening to me, but I trust in you, Lord. And I think that's the key, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That when we trust in God and we know our position in God, when someone breaks that trust, all those question marks over who we are and our value are actually answered in God. Mm. Yeah. So that's where the enemy loses that, that strength yeah. of getting the lies hooked into our, in, into our lives. So yeah. we may, he, you know, that breakdown of trust may make us feel worthless and, and despised and despicable and hated. But when we lean on God's truth, we're like, well, but that's not how God sees me. And that immediately undermines yeah. That the power of that broken trust. I mean, that has to be the foundation of it, doesn't it? But, but really interestingly in that story, and I'm, I agree with you, like how amazing David, how he handled that the way he did. I mean, it's totally amazing. But he actually did, he did put in boundaries, pretty strong boundaries too, didn't he? So he didn't just stick around while spears were being thrown at him. He, yeah. he made, he made <laughs> he, a run for the hills, you know, he yeah, hid in he, caves and all the rest of it. So, and, and he had his opportunities, didn't he, to get his own back right. and break the trust back. But he never did. Yeah. You know, that's, that, that was, that's what spoke to me. Because I'm like, of course, that's the other response to broken trust. Fine. I'll, I'll break my you. trust to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this whole revenge thing is a big thing, isn't it? So you've done that to me. Well, I'll tell everybody what you told me then or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, whatever the, the equal mm. response the other way is. So boundaries are a big part of it then, aren't they? Of understanding, not that we want to go through life analysing, I'm going to allow this much of trust, this much (laughs) trust with this person and then this much for another person. But we do have to be aware that accepting, I think to me it comes down, boundaries come in relationship and trusting come down to accepting where somebody's at, not in a box judgmental way, but just realising, well, you know, if I'm in a relationship with somebody who constantly repeats everything I've said to somebody else, then then that isn't trustworthiness isn't their greatest strength. And I don't need to box them in or um, be in judgment over them, but I can just accept that that's, that's where they're at. That's their weakness, which I've got my weaknesses, mm. but it is having understanding that that's a person that I have a level of boundary with for that to be right. And and they could grow and move on from that and develop from that. But where we're at today, there needs to be a boundary. Whereas with another person, that isn't a problem. So I can share more with them. Um, so I wonder how we do that. How do we develop these boundaries without becoming almost in this place of judgment that we analyze <laughs> who is on, like we go back to, like we were saying, Lindsay, it's not called, it's not levels, is it? We don't it want shapes, to. It's shapes, isn't yeah, it? Like, I yeah, think that's what yeah. we, we got to earlier was it's, it's, it's like about these shapes of, of relationships. And some shapes are, you know, that we, we have this level of relationship and it's quite superficial and that's okay. 
actually, you know, sometimes it's quite nice, isn't it? Just yeah. have it to be on a superficial level with someone because yeah. there's no... And they can con- still be a friend. They yeah. can still be a friend and there's no concern you're going to be digging up the depths of your heart. Actually, it's quite nice. It gives yeah. you a bit of a break. But then there's other people where the shape is, I can trust them with the depth of my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm. But those are few and far between, if we're honest. Mm. But that's fine too. And then there's other people who we would trust in a context that's different. Yeah. But I think we also have to be aware that those shapes are quite fluid and can change. Yeah. Because that's how relationships are, aren't they? You you develop that trust. Mm. And, you know, I know I'm married to Johan, you guys are married, that I trust Johan more now than I did when we first met mm-hmm. because we've been married for 20 years. You know, like yeah. I trust him implicitly. Yeah. And, and you know, that that's a trust that has been fought for, developed and it's gone through the ups, the downs, the times when trust has been broken on both sides, when we Mm. have been annoying. But when you come through it, you come stronger so that there is that fluidity to relationships. Yeah. I wonder if some of it is to do with expectation. Do you know what I mean? Like if I've been really hurt in the past, there's a good chance probably that I've got, because of that fear and and what I experienced, that there's there's a bit of an expectation. Well, you know, however good this feels now, eventually the same thing will happen. And I just wonder whether part of this healing journey we're all on with the Lord of him restoring us is that we, we, have a, we have a different type of expectation where we could think, well, okay, well, this relationship, this is how it is now, and I can be at peace about that, and I'm not going to judge this person or criticise them. That's just where they are. But I'm not going to hold them in that place. I'm going to expect that this relationship could improve. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't yeah. always have to be here. Like uh, Rather than having the expectation of, it's quite a shift of thinking, isn't it? I guess it's a work of the of the Holy Spirit in our life, really, is, Lord, I don't want to have these expectations that everybody's going to betray me because of his experience in the past, but I want to have an expectation that things could grow. Mm, and they, yeah. and you could bring people into my life that would be safe and I could share my heart with. Yeah. I think the whole thing of relationships and friendships are, is actually really important, really important. And I think it's something that I find myself talking with people when they come to LL about that because a lot of a lot of us struggle with real loneliness, really just not feeling like there's anybody who knows us or understands us. And sometimes when you're when I'm talking with people, it is this understanding that friendship is I have to be able to share absolutely everything and absolutely everything that I need in a relationship is met in this one person. And I think it's healing or freedom comes when we understand, when we accept that we can have lots of different people in our lives and they're, they're, we let them be free to be who they are. And they're, like Lindsay said, they're their own shape. Yeah. And there can be differences in what those relationships look like. And and just accepting that you can have a friendship with somebody that is one element of who you are, and then you have another friendship that's another. And I think once we get to a place of peace in accepting that that's how life can be, actually, that's what Jesus wants. He wants us to be free and to be at peace, doesn't he? That's what life in all its fullness really is about. But it, But Jesus modelled that. And he he had those yeah those disciples who were closest to him right. and you know he had John who was really close the one mm. that he loved and and you get that when you read the Gospel of John I mean he was like in different meetings half the time to the the other disciples so there was so much real depth of heart in John's gospel 
And then, you know, even Simon Peter, there was a different relationship with Simon Peter that was a complete, like, I mean, Simon Peter was this, like, off the wall, I'll do anything, I'm failed, I'm good, I'm bad, you know. Yeah. And, and he met him where he was at, and he met all of the disciples individually yeah. where they were at. Yeah. Even when he called them, he called them from their place of work, didn't he? He was like, you know, the, come. Mm -hmm. And he met them where they were at, and... He he restored each of them from their different foibles. You know, you look at when Thomas doubted. He said, right. that's okay. Mm -hmm. Come feel. He met him where he was at. And obviously there's the story of the restoration of Simon Peter, you know, the utter betrayal. Yeah. And it was a betrayal. He was one of his closest friends that I don't even know him. It would have hurt Jesus. He was human. Yeah. It would have really, really broken that trust. It could have really broken the relationship. Mm. But Jesus called him back. So that there is that sense of he modelled this relationship and meeting people where they were at and not yes. pushing the relationship beyond where that person was comfortable. Yes, and being at peace with that. And if I look back on my life, there's definitely been times where I've felt very lonely, um, even being married, you know, not not because of anything about you, Andy, but just and longing for real friendships but I think I would, my expectation of what those friendships would look like would be that they would be the person I would share everything with. They would be the person that I would go shopping with. They would be the person I would, and and wanting every element in every wrapped up in one relationship. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so then, when that wasn't met, then you know I, I'd either pull back or or just feel loneliness. But actually, coming to a place of understanding that God brings people into your life and accepting where they're at and accepting where the relationship is at. Actually, there's a great peace in that. And suddenly your eyes open and you think, I have got these relationships around and there's some people I would share my deepest, darkest things with. And then there's other people who we still have a trust, but it's just a little bit lighter or a little bit, we just have fun together. And there are seasons for those friendships. Yeah. You know, as, as life moves on and, you know, I remember when, when I was you know, my kids were younger, you know, you had the friends that you went to toddlers with and they yeah. became your good friends. Yeah. And, and then they grew up and we moved into a different village. And then that, so I've got another friend, set yeah. of friends, and it doesn't mean that the trust was broken or, but that's just the fluidity of life, yeah. isn't it? And I think we can feel like we need to keep life in boxes because it's yeah. safe and understandable and controllable, but actually life is very fluid. It's very yeah. organic, isn't it? I'm just thinking about the fact that we're talking about how it's difficult to trust people because they're imperfect, right? So they'll, mm -hmm. but as we always talk about here at LL, you know, when we're trying to help people relationships, really all, the only person we can change is ourselves, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. we can't make other people more trustworthy, unfortunately. <laughs> That'd be know. nice, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> we can't, we can't change the way they are. We All we can do between us and the Lord is deal with ourselves. And so I'd, I'd, a, a fairly big part of all this is on us too, isn't it? How mm. how can we become more trustworthy people for other people and how can we, you know, not react? Because often we'll react in ways that break trust with others. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what are the hallmarks of it? I guess the hallmark of a relationship which doesn't have great trust is that it's, it's self-centred. So in relationship, if I have relationships with people, but all I'm really concerned about is how I feel. So what you do to make me feel good, that's all I'm really care all I really care about. 
that is not the definition of a godly relationship, is it? No, and re- it, you wouldn't trust someone who was that. No, you really wouldn't. Inclined. So for us, if we want to be more trustworthy and and start to change the tide on this whole thing, we do have to reflect. I mean, I know it sounds a bit, you know, the the, the bar is high here on the standard level, but it is about other person centeredness, isn't it? It's like I'm. I'm really concerned for you in this relationship. It's not just about what I can get out of it and whether I feel like you're listening to me properly and understanding me, but how can I bless you? You know, mm. I'm, I'm concerned about your well-being, And when you share things with me, I want to, I want to show you that I really care about that. Yeah. So the motivation has to be love really, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, love, love goes hand in hand with trust. If we can love people, and um, want the best for them and want what's good for them, then then that has to be the answer to it, really. But I do think that for us to reach out and trust, we have to know that there is a greater place of safety for us that we can run back to. I always think it's that place that we can we can reach out and we can trust these imperfect people, whether it's your husband, whether it's Andy, whether it's a good friend like you, Lindsay, we trust and we expect the a good response. But even if, even if it's not, there's this safe place that I can run back to, which is ultimately the Lord, isn't it? We have to have that um, place where we're safe in him. And like you were saying before, Lindsay, that he holds the truth of us. Yeah. And, and it's that place that we can lean back on. Yeah. And I think as well, it's in that place of safety with the Lord that we can run with with maybe some of the past experiences we've had that have created this fear to trust. So it may be relationships from a long time ago, betrayals we went through, things that really were painful. And part of this journey for us all is being honest about that, isn't it? And saying, maybe, maybe we never were. We, we never really dealt with it. We just pushed it away. We just chopped it off. And our way to cope now is just to hold people at a distance. Well. If we really want authentic relationship, then maybe this is a moment where we could take it time. You know, even you guys listening, you could take time today to say, well, actually, Lord, I want to talk to you about this, this friend or, you know, my spouse situation. or my parents or whatever it was. Here's this situation that was, that was really difficult and, um, and it caused me pain, Lord. And so what would we do? We'd forgive, if <laughs> ask the Lord to give us the courage to forgive and to just be honest with the Lord about what we're what we're going through. I think that can, you know, in a sense, if we've been through those kind of traumatic experiences, it becomes the feeding trough. Well, I think it becomes a filter, doesn't it? It becomes what we view everything through, like a veil over our eyes that we, we, we view other people with suspicion or (laughs) expectation. But it's also the lies we believed through that broken trust. That's the veil, isn't it? That, That we, what we believe from that is that I, um, not worthy or yeah. I'm bad or I'm stupid, it was my fault, or some, whatever that distortion is. So when someone doesn't trust again, it just kind of compounds all of that. Yeah. Whereas when you look at it in that context of the truth that God holds, then immediately you start seeing the truth, well, actually, that's not who I am. So it, it, it starts to undermine, doesn't it? It's that really famous scripture of Proverbs 3, 5, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. It's that word lean that speaks to me because yeah. that I can kind of get my head around. Trust seems like a, a word I can't quite get yeah. a definition of, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
But leaning is something, you know, where you put all your weight onto something, yeah. which is trusting, isn't mm-hmm. it? When you lean against something, you're trusting it's not mm-hmm. going to keel over and you're, mm-hmm. you go with it. And that relying on, that leaning on. And when you lean on God in that context, you're in a place where there's truth here and you compare what's happened with truth. And that's where that, that, that strength comes in. And the ability then to not respond to broken trust with, I have to fix this and push people away. But actually, that shouldn't have happened. That was wrong. This person did this. I did this. We need to take account for both sides of what happened mm. for that trust to be broken. But we can seek forgiveness. We can forgive. We can deal with the emotional pain and move on from that. Now, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to trust this person again. No, sure. But it gives us confidence to try. And I think that's the message that we want to get across yeah. on this podcast. And for us all, really, is we want to keep trying, don't we? Keep yeah. reaching out. We need relationships. We need to be family of God. We cannot live without relationships and, and without trusting. We haven't got relationships. So I guess it's that message of courage and hope that as we lean back on God and, and find that strength in him, we can dare to keep reaching out to, yes, there be there may be limits or shapes to the relationships we have, but with, within that shape, we can trust and we can keep saying, Lord, I, I want to, I want to be somebody who people feel safe with and feel trusted. I want to be that trustworthy person. But also, Lord, will you bring people into my life that I can dare to trust and, and find that place where I'm just free to be myself and share and, and um, be who you've made me to be? And just want to read these words from Ephesians 4, just the first three verses. It says, therefore, this is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you. I mean, this is strong. I mean, it doesn't get much stronger than that. I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. I mean, they're beautiful words, but yeah. I mean, you can feel it in, in Paul's voice, in the words that he's wrote, you know, please, please, please. Like God's called you to be a family. He's called you to be in relationship with each other. Yes, you are going to mess it up and other people are going to mess it up, but make every effort. Yeah. Like, be patient. Make allowances. Make allowances. Don't write people off. Don't. They did something wrong, so you're, you, you know, you're dead to me. It, which is the way the world operates, right? It's like this chop off. I'll just chop yeah. you off. I'll, I'll, I'll unfollow you on Facebook. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the old ones. What do you do on Snapchat, Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> I'm too old, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lindsay, will you pray? I'd love to. Yeah. Father, I want to thank you for relationships because they are really genuinely awesome. And you know, when we see even Adam and Eve. You know, you just created to be in relationship with you and relationship with each other. And Lord, we see how the enemy has tried to steal that from us through breaking down trust and encouraging us not to trust. So even today, we just want to say we we want to trust more. We want to trust people, even though they're imperfect. And we want to be more trustworthy. Mm. And Lord, help us to be brave to step out. And would you bring along to us? those that we can trust and help us be wise. And Lord, we thank you again.
And Lord, I just pray for everyone listening that they will find friends, that they will grow in relationship with you and with each other. And Lord, as we celebrate being one body, that we can find unity together, because that's where you command the blessing. Mm. Amen. 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 It's brilliant to have you with us, Lindsay. Thank you for all that you shared. Being thank a good you for friend. having me and thank you for having me here in person. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, thank you for joining with us and listening with us. And uh, we hope you've been blessed and we'll be back with you again soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.